Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading app. And here we are on June 19th, reading through the book of Jeremiah. And for all my Calvary family, yesterday we read about an olive tree. If you remember what Jeremiah said, he said that God had intended Israel to be like a olive tree that is full of life. Which is pretty interesting because I record these the day before in order to get them to you early in the morning on the day of. So I didn't know what was going to be preached on at church. And then I went to our church, Calvary Church, where Pastor Joel Schmidgall was preaching. And he taught about the anointing that comes from the olive oil. So I thought it was really interesting how God aligned those that I would pinpoint out of the four chapters, one verse about an olive tree And then the same day that you heard that, if you came to Calvary, Pastor Joel Schmidgall preached about the anointing from the olive oil. Just cool little things, how God works all this together to help us understand him better and to see his goodness and his purposes for us. But today we're going to continue reading in the book of Jeremiah, starting in chapter 12. So here we go. Follow along if you can. Reading from the New International Version, or let me read this over you, Jeremiah chapter 12. You are always righteous, Lord, when I bring a case before you. Yet, I would speak with you about your justice. Why does the way of the wicked prosper? Why do all the faithless live in ease? You have planted them, and they have taken root. They grow and bear fruit. You are always on their lips, but far from their hearts. Yet you know me, Lord. You see me and test my thoughts about you. Drag them off like sheep to be butchered. Set them apart for the day of slaughter. How long will the land lie parched and the grass in every field be withered? Because those who live in it are wicked, the animals and birds have perished. Moreover, the people are saying, He will not see what happens to us. If you have raced with men on foot and they have worn you out, how can you compete with horses? If you stumble in safe country, how will you manage in the thickets by the Jordan? Your relatives, members of your own family, even they have betrayed you. They have raised a loud cry against you. Do not trust them, though they speak well of you. I will forsake my house, abandon my inheritance. I will give the one I love into the hands of her enemies. My inheritance has become to me like a lion in the forest. She roars at me, therefore I hate her. Has not my inheritance become to me like a speckled bird of prey that other birds of prey surround in attack? Go and gather all the wild beasts, bring them to devour. Many shepherds will ruin my vineyard and trample down my field. They will turn my pleasant field into a desolate wasteland. It will be made a wasteland parched and desolate before me. The whole land will be laid waste because there is no one who cares. Over all the barren heights in the desert, destroyers will swarm. For the sword of the Lord will devour. From one end of the land to the other, no one will be safe. They will sow wheat but reap thorns. They will wear themselves out but gain nothing. They will bear the shame of their harvest because of the Lord's fierce anger. This is what the Lord says. As for all my wicked neighbors who seize the inheritance I gave my people Israel, 
I will uproot them from their land, and I will uproot the people of Judah from among them. But after I uproot them, I will again have compassion, and will bring each of them back to their own inheritance and their own country. And if they learn well the ways of my people, and swear by my name, saying, As surely as the Lord lives, even as they once taught my people to swear by Baal, then they will be established among my people. But if any nation does not listen, I will completely uproot and destroy it, declares the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 13. This is what the Lord said to me. Go and buy a linen belt and put it around your waist, but do not let it touch water. So I bought a belt, as the Lord directed, and put it around my waist. Then the word of the Lord came to me a second time. Take the belt you bought and are wearing around your waist, and go now to Perath, and hide it there in a crevice in the rocks. So I went and hid it at Perath, as the Lord told me. Many days later the Lord said to me, Go now to Perath and get the belt I told you to hide there. So I went to Perath and dug up the belt and took it from the place where I had hidden it. But now it was ruined and completely useless. Then the word of the Lord came to me. This is what the Lord says. In the same way, I will ruin the pride of Judah and the great pride of Jerusalem. These wicked people who refuse to listen to my words, who follow the stubbornness of their hearts and go after other gods to serve and worship them, will be like this belt, completely useless. For as a belt is bound around the waist, so I bound all the people of Israel and all the people of Judah to me, declares the Lord, to be my people for my renown and praise and honor. But they have not listened. Say to them, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, Every wineskin should be filled with wine. And if they say to you, Don't we know that every wineskin should be filled with wine? Then tell them, This is what the Lord says, I am going to fill with drunkenness all who live in this land, including the kings who sit on David's throne, the priests, the prophets, and all those living in Jerusalem. I will smash them one against the other, parents and children alike, declares the Lord. I will allow no pity or mercy or compassion to keep me from destroying them. Hear and pay attention. Do not be arrogant, for the Lord has spoken. Give glory to the Lord your God before he brings the darkness, before your feet stumble on the darkening hills. You hope for light? But he will turn it to utter darkness and change it to deep gloom. If you do not listen, I will weep in secret. Because of your pride, my eyes will weep bitterly, overflowing with tears, because the Lord's flock will be taken captive. Say to the king and to the queen mother, Come down from your thrones, for your glorious crowns will fall from your heads. The cities in the Negev will be shut up and there will be no one to open them. All Judah will be carried into exile, carried completely away. Look up and see those who are coming from the north. Where is the flock that was entrusted to you, the sheep of which you boasted? What will you say when the Lord sets over you those you cultivated as your special allies? Will not pain grip you like that of a woman in labor? And if you ask yourself, Why has this happened to me? 
It is because of your many sins that your skirts have been torn off and your body mistreated. Can an Ethiopian change his skin or a leopard its spots? Neither can you do good who are accustomed to doing evil. I will scatter you like chaff driven by the desert wind. This is your lot, the portion I have decreed for you, declares the Lord. Because you have forgotten me and trusted in false gods, I will pull your skirts over your face that your shame may be seen, your adulteries and lustful neighbors, your shameless prostitution. I have seen your detestable acts on the hills and in the fields. Woe to you, Jerusalem! How long will you be unclean? Jeremiah chapter 14. This is the word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah concerning the drought. Judah mourns, her cities languish. They wail for the land, and a cry goes up from Jerusalem. The nobles send their servants for water. They go to the cisterns, but find no water. They return with their jars unfilled, dismayed and despairing. They cover their heads. The ground is cracked because there is no rain in the land. The farmers are dismayed and cover their heads. Even the doe in the field deserts her newborn fawn because there is no grass. Wild donkeys stand on the barren heights and pant like jackals. Their eyes fail for lack of food. Although our sins testify against us, do something, Lord, for the sake of your name. For we have often rebelled. We have sinned against you. You, who are the hope of Israel, its Savior in times of distress. Why are you like a stranger in the land, like a traveler who stays only a night? Why are you like a man taken by surprise, like a warrior, powerless to save? You are among us, Lord, and we bear your name. Do not forsake us. This is what the Lord says about this people. They greatly love to wander. They do not restrain their feet. So the Lord does not accept them. He will now remember their wickedness and punish them for their sins. Then the Lord said to me, Do not pray for the well-being of this people. Although they fast, I will not listen to their cry. Though they offer burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. Instead, I will destroy them with the sword, famine, and plague. But I said, Alas, sovereign Lord, the prophets keep telling them, You will not see the sword or suffer famine. Indeed, I will give you lasting peace in this place. Then the Lord said to me, The prophets are prophesying lies in my name. I have not sent them or appointed them or spoken to them. They are prophesying to you false visions, divinations, idolatries, and the delusions of their own minds. Therefore, this is what the Lord says about the prophets who are prophesying in my name. I did not send them, yet they are saying, No sword or famine will touch this land. Those same prophets will perish by the sword and famine. And the people they are prophesying to will be thrown out into the streets of Jerusalem because of the famine and sword. There will be no one to bury them, their wives, their sons, and their daughters. I will pour out on them the calamity they deserve. Speak this word to them. Let my eyes overflow with tears night and day without ceasing, for the virgin daughter, my people, 
has suffered a grievous wound, a crushing blow. If I go into the country, I see those slain by the sword. If I go into the city, I see the ravages of famine. Both prophet and priest have gone to a land they know not. Have you rejected Judah completely? Do you despise Zion? Why have you afflicted us so that we cannot be healed? We hoped for peace, but no good has come. For a time of healing, but there is only terror. We acknowledge our wickedness, Lord, and the guilt of our ancestors. We have indeed sinned against you. For the sake of your name, do not despise us. Do not dishonor your glorious throne. Remember your covenant with us and do not break it. Do any of the worthless idols of the nations bring rain? Do the skies themselves send down showers? No, it is you, Lord our God. Therefore, our hope is in you, for you are the one who does all this. Jeremiah chapter 15 Then the Lord said to me, Even if Moses and Samuel were to stand before me, my heart would not go out to this people. Send them away from my presence. Let them go. And if they ask you, where shall we go? Tell them, this is what the Lord says. Those destined for death, to death. Those for the sword, to the sword. Those for starvation, to starvation. Those for captivity, to captivity. I will send four kinds of destroyers against them, declares the Lord the sword to kill, and the dogs to drag away, and the birds and wild animals to devour and destroy. I will make them abhorrent to all the nations of the earth because of what Manasseh, son of Hezekiah, king of Judah, did in Jerusalem. Who will have pity on you, Jerusalem? Who will mourn for you? Who will stop to ask how you are? You have rejected me, declares the Lord. You keep on backsliding, so I will reach out and destroy you. I am tired of holding back. I will winnow them with a winnowing fork at the city gates of the land. I will bring bereavement and destruction on my people, for they have not changed their ways. I will make their widows more numerous than the sand of the sea. At midday, I will bring a destroyer against the mothers of their young men. Suddenly, I will bring down on them anguish and terror. The mother of seven will grow faint and breathe her last. Her son will set while it is still day. She will be disgraced and humiliated. I will put the survivors to the sword before their enemies, declares the Lord. Alas, my mother, that you gave me birth, a man with whom the whole land strives and contends. I have neither lent nor borrowed, Yet everyone curses me. The Lord said, Surely I will deliver you for a good purpose. Surely I will make your enemies plead with you in times of disaster and times of distress. Can a man break iron, iron from the north, or bronze? Your wealth and your treasures I will give as plunder without charge because of all your sins throughout your country. I will enslave you to your enemies in a land you do not know, for my anger will kindle a fire that will burn against you. Lord, you understand. Remember me and care for me. Avenge me on my persecutors. You are long-suffering. 
do not take me away. Think of how I suffered reproach for your sake. When your words came, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight. For I bear your name, Lord God Almighty. I never sat in the company of revelers, never made merry with them. I sat alone because your hand was on me and you had filled me with indignation. Why is my pain unending and my wound grievous and incurable? You are to me like a deceptive brook, like a spring that fails. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. If you repent, I will restore you that you may serve me. If you utter worthy, not worthless words, you will be my spokesman. Let this people turn to you, but you must not turn to them. I will make you a wall to this people, a fortified wall of bronze. They will fight against you, but will not overcome you, for I am with you to rescue and save you, declares the Lord. I will save you from the hands of the wicked and deliver you from the grasp of the cruel. This concludes the reading for today. Let me give you a few thoughts before we end our time together. So this can be kind of confusing when you read something like this. It can almost sound like God is against us and not for us. But let me help you understand. This is his people that he has warned over and over and over again. Even more, his purpose isn't to punish them, but to turn them around so that they can be his people, his holy people. But they just keep being stubborn and ignoring the word of the Lord. And so he has to take drastic steps in order to turn them. In fact, in just a few chapters, we will read that he'll tell them that if they were to seek him out with all of their heart, then they would find him. So he's trying to turn them and get them to seek him out because he still loves them. In fact, his desire is to have a people that he can call his own. So while it sounds like he's angry and just doesn't like them, the truth is he's angry that they're not his people. It bothers him that they keep pushing themselves further and further away from the Lord. So he's trying to turn them around. But the truth is God desperately loves them. In fact, he wants them to have every good gift from above. He wants to be able to pour out on them and call them his own people and set them up to be holy and just. That is his plan. Because God's plan is to fill us with every good gift from heaven above. Remember yesterday, what did he say? He desired to set them up like a beautiful, life-giving olive tree that was big and strong and had beautiful fruit on it. That's God's desire for you today. He wants to fill you with every good gift from heaven above. But he can only do that when you turn wholeheartedly to him. Once you do that, he opens up the floodgates of heaven and pours every good and perfect thing into your life. At the beginning of this podcast, I mentioned that at Calvary Church today, Pastor Joel Schmidgall preached and talked about the olive and the olive oil. And it was such a beautiful thing, especially how it tied to yesterday's reading. But he also spoke of a practice that Dr. Dick Foth had told him to do when he was younger. And it was to read the promises of God from Ephesians chapter 1, but do it in the first person. 
So I thought a great way to end today, knowing that God wants the best for us and that he's not out to get us. I thought it would be great to read this in the first person to you so that you understand the beauty of these blessings. So as I end, I want to read this over you and I want you to receive this, to know that God wants the best for you and wants to pour out all his goodness and grace on you. So as I read this, just lift your hands, open your heart and receive what this is saying. So here we are. Ephesians chapter 1, read in the first person. I'm starting in verse number 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has raised me in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose me in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined me for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given me in the one he loves. In him, I have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace, that he lavished on me, with all wisdom and understanding, He made known to me the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him I was also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that I who was the first to put my hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And I also am included in Christ when I heard the message of truth, the gospel of salvation. When I believed, I was marked in him with a seal, the promise of the Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing my inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. That was Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 14. And that is all the time we have for today. I love you, and God bless.